Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We are determined to improve this here, and we are determined to win. And also, we do have the resources uh, one of the reasons that uh, we're so excited about Craig is that he's focusing not just on, on the players that we have, but how to improve our entire minor league system so that we can have a competitive team year in and year out. Uh, things that, that we all know is like last year, I think around the 1st of July, we were 10 games above 500, but we didn't have sufficient pitching depth. And so we, we finished the season poorly. We are focused on not just improving the pitching that we have, but how to teach them to be better. Hiring Andrew Bailey, I think, will be a huge improvement. Getting the players to understand what their roles are will be important. And so, you know, I'm confident. I'm confident that we're going to be competitive this year. Tom Werner with Ken and Curtis on Saturday here on WEEI. Part of a lot of uh, unique, exclusive audio we've had this week. Great work by Ken and Curtis. Great work by uh, the Greg Hill Show uh, with Gerard Mayo. Uh, because I think it's been a, a, a newsy week around these parts. Uh, and it's hour number three, Jones and Mego here on WEEI. We'll talk to Rob Bradford. Maybe he's got a little news on the Red Sox. They're off season. <laughs> I wouldn't hold my breath. All right, let's I, go. I, you know, no offense to Rob, but I just I wouldn't hold my breath based on what I heard out of Werner. And Kennedy the other day, you know, John Henry going AWOL. It doesn't sound like they're itching to do a whole lot. I did love that from Warner. We never played it yesterday. Yeah, he had a line about, oh, they were told about uh, by a scout that uh, better defense. They could have won an extra nine or ten games. You know, he says at one point we were ten games over 500 last year, which isn't true. The most they were ever over 500 was nine games. Which, like, sure, same idea, but it just tells you they're just stretching the truth a little bit. You wouldn't know anything about and that. And embellishing something I've never been guilty of doing. Tom Warner was on the same bandwagon that Arkan was on. He's like, okay, if they get 10 games over 500, I'll believe in this team. Please <laughs> was, stay under. Please he stay was, under. right? We, uh, Mego brought this up to me yesterday. She's like, didn't we monitor this very closely? Arkan, Arkan was going to officially 
get on the Red Sox bandwagon if they ever got ten games over five hundred. So and we, he didn't. We know for a fact. We know for a fact they never they got, got ten games nine. over five hundred. It was nine games at the end of July. Yes, it was like fifty six and forty seven or something. We looked it up yesterday. I think the White Sox came in and, and slapped them around for a little bit, and that was the end. So, like, by the way, are we supposed to feel better that they would be so much better if they didn't have one of the worst defensive teams in the league? Uh, like no. we're supposed to hear that and go like, oh, oh, you're right. You were close last year. Yeah. Like, no, you were terrible. Right. And why didn't you shore up your defense? And why haven't you addressed some of these other needs this year? That would be what I would say. And so what's a successful year for the Red Sox? For them, you just heard what it is. We're competitive in July, August. And we fill up the ballpark. We sell the Fenway experience. Dodgers fans, Mets fans, Yankees fans. Orioles fans, right on down the list. Cubs fans. They all come in. They take over the ballpark. We're competitive just long enough to be relevant. We're competitive just long enough to keep the loud fans and media members at winter weekend or wherever off of our backs. It looks like we're trying. We're in the mix. We fall off. We kick the can down the road next year. There's no real pressure to spend in the meantime. And we still sell out the ballpark because all the opposing fans, when the weather is nice, fill it up. So that's a, a perfect year for the Red Sox. Like, that that's what I think their goal, that's the goal. We're going to trim payroll. We want to stay competitive into July or August. And then if we somehow get into the postseason, that's just the cherry on top of the Sunday. The goal, though, is to be competitive nine or ten games over five hundred in July or August. What would be a successful year, whether or not you think they can do it, Mego? what's a successful year for the Red Sox in your view? So I'm of two minds. I think that they would tell you that the goal is a little higher than that. I think that they would say, we saw what we did in 2021, as unlikely as you and I think that that is, that they can replicate it over and over again, that that is the goal, that they'll be playing postseason baseball. And that's all they care about, that they can say, hey, look, this system works and look towards the future. And we're raising the ticket prices again because, look, we're we have a team of the future. Like we're not we don't have a bunch of aging guys who we brought in here on big contracts outside of Jansen. And who even knows if he'll be here this season? But I think that that's what they want to market out there. Oh, this is like the hot, young, up and coming team in baseball. I don't think that that is a good thing for the team. Because then I think you find yourself, let's say they make it that far this year, then, okay, 25 and 26 will probably feel more like 22 and 23 did, which is a road to nowhere, which is continual bridges and bridges and bridges because we've been waiting so long for them to turn the corner into actually spending money on the major league team and bringing in a really high-priced pitcher. I'm not talking about Giolito. I'm talking about somebody like a Yamamoto or even somebody like a Montgomery or a Blake Snell. Like, going out and getting someone like that early on and being proactive with that while also paying your guys in the same year. Like, I just don't see them turning that corner if they can sit there and say, well, look, we made the postseason. Look, we're we're this young, dynamic team. Like, I don't think that's good for you. If you're the Red Sox and you want them to spend like the Red Sox. Yeah, so... I'd love for them to be entertaining. I just, I don't, I don't think that's going to happen. Like entertaining, watchable star power. I, I don't see how they do that. that. That's what I really wanted this off season. Well, you heard Breslow say in his introductory press conference, like, oh, there's Trust said me. something along the lines of there's different kinds of stars in Trust the me. league. And it's like, not really. <laughs> I didn't, I didn't take the dumb bait. The only, the only player I took the bait on was Otani. And that one I did fall for. And that one I was wrong about, but everything else I'm like, they're not going to spend on anybody, but. 
Otani. I listened to that whole press conference, and that answer was jarring, Mego. And I didn't get thrown off by full throttle from Tom Werner. And, you know, I, I didn't get thrown off by anything else. Oh, look at they're being proactive. They traded Verdugo, and they traded Sale. It's like, I, I like those moves. But never did I think that was a sign they were going to start spending money. You know, I just thought they were shaving payroll and getting rid of loser players, which they got rid of. Guys who were a problem. I call them loser players. Like, you know, Sale won. I get that. But I think they were a problem on the current team. Verdugo. Yeah, Verdugo was a loser player. Chris Sale was, you know, a winning player, kind of, sort of, uh, along for the ride in 2018 in the postseason. But, like, those were guys who were currently a problem on your team. So I didn't mind getting rid of them. I was on board with getting rid of them. But, like, I didn't think it was a sign they were going to start spending and adding. So my dream was be entertaining, be interesting, have some star power. I think the only way you have a successful year now, because you're not going to have stars, you're not going to be interesting. The only way it's a successful season is very binary. Get in the playoffs or don't. That, that, that's the only way it's a successful year. Now, look, maybe one of your, your prospects come up, and maybe they just they, they take over like some of these other young players have. You know, maybe you have your own Ellie De La Cruz or somebody like that who takes over in the middle of the year, or your Ronald Acuna if you want to go back farther. And one of these guys hits, and they're that level of prospect, and now it's electric and it's interesting. Maybe. Maybe you make a big trade in the middle of the year because you're in it. And instead of sitting on your hands and talking about, boy, gee, we're really bad at defense, but eh, we're nine games over 500, so we're not going to do anything about Get it. Get out there, Ed Manuel Valdez. <laughs> like, if you actually did something about it, fine, I'll, I'll adjust. But in the meantime, binary. Make the playoffs or don't. That's a successful year. Very black and white. And I can't imagine they get out of last place, Mego. So I don't know how they're going to be a playoff team. I would have a hard time seeing them get out of last place, too, in their own division. But I think that if they make the playoffs, that they're going to consider themselves like the Orioles, like the next Orioles, which is freaking ridiculous. I can say as somebody who grew up an Orioles fan because you don't have to live that way. It's like you have a beautiful four-bedroom house, but you're picking to live in a trailer, and you're telling everybody else that they're stupid because they have indoor plumbing. Yeah. It doesn't make any sense you're to me. Renting out, you're like, renting out your four-bedroom house. Why is this the way that you're doing business? How long do you think that you can get away with it? I don't like if you think that you can keep attracting every other fan base to come through and have a parade down Lansdowne Street or whatever. I guess that's fine. But at some point, I think that you're going to start to see when you have back to back winter weekends and getting your your butts booed. Sorry, that was a very graceful way of saying that. There wasn't an artful wasn't an artful way of saying it. How dare you? You're getting your butts booed. Then I, I think at some point, like you got, you're, you're going to wake up and realize that your fan base can't name a player on your team and doesn't have that much of an interest in going to your baseball museum in September. So what's a successful year? You tell me, Red Sox fans. Six one seven 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 nine seven ninety three seven. Lightheaded. And can they do it? Uh, we'll ask this to Rob Bradford coming up uh, when he joins us. It'll be each and every Tuesday. Here on Jones and Mega on WEEI, our pal Shane in Plymouth is waiting patiently on our Patriots conversation. Go ahead, Shane. Yes, yeah, speaking of hot young teams, we got Jones and Migo today, huh? Yes, yes, Without yes. No. And I guess I didn't realize how much you miss Arkans uh, nonsense on, on a day to day basis. Oh, you think, we, show. you think we miss him today? Yeah, a little bit. Oh, good nah. show, though. Yeah, hey, I don't feel anyway, it. I'm not feeling it. Hey, Migo, uh, who do you think the commanders are going to draft? What are they going to do with that pick? What do you hear? What do I hear? Yeah, what do you hear? I, heard, yeah, I, yeah, heard a whole I know you're, you're tied into that. 
to that culture down there. What? I mean, Scoop. it's going to be quarterback, which is what I tried to tell everybody last season, and everybody came at me like, oh, you're so stupid. Why, why don't you see that you have your whole franchise? Yeah. Why don't you see that Sam Howell's the future? Yeah, Sam Howell's is better than Mac. That's all I said. Uh, keep going, Shane. Yep. Well, just I, then that would you think uh, Pats would go with Daniels then? And I'm just kind of wondering. Everybody seems to be coming up with ideas for the offense. They like the um, Shanahan type offenses. How come nobody ever talks about the Baltimore Ravens offense and what they've been able to design? They're clearly the best team in the NFL right now, and nobody seems to be mentioning their assistant coaches or their scheme and style of play. And I think if we end up with Daniels, I think we could run a very similar offense to the Ravens. And uh, I, I'm sure. excited about it. Look, I, they, they should do that. And, and I'm sorry to cut you off, but they should do that. Uh, Zeke, uh, running the Twitch chat, came in and mentioned something similar. So, like, you have to remake your offense and be dramatic about it. But I think I that's a big credit to John Harbaugh. They changed that on the fly in the middle of the year from Joe Flacco to Lamar Jackson going back to Lamar's rookie year. Can I tell you something? Because you're going to love it. Yeah. Latest from Shams. Yeah. Doc Rivers is the leader to become the new head coach of the Bucks, and sides are working towards a deal. League sources okay. say so. The Buck, so the Bucks obviously will choke in the postseason now that Doc is their head coach. So I already wasn't worried about Milwaukee. Like the, for like two days, I was when they got Lillard, and you didn't get Lillard, and I was like, what the hell? I briefly nosed the Bucks ahead of the Celtics Return in the summer. To the finals confirmed. Celtics? Yeah. Yeah, it's like a cakewalk now to the finals with Doc there. And so... What about heat culture? So, like, look, I I, I, I will say this right now. I fear Miami more than Milwaukee. After this move, I fear <laughs> I fear Miami more than Milwaukee. Well, that's scary Terry now. Doc. So, when it comes to the Bucks, I, like, briefly nose them ahead of the Celtics, and the Celtics added Drew Holiday, and I'm like, okay, it's back. Order is restored. And now they're already freaking out and firing their ho- uh, coach and hiring effing Doc. So there you go. Uh, how about our buddy, our buddy John in the car? What's going on, John? Hey, good afternoon. Great show as always. Enjoy listening to you on the ride home. Um, and Trevor's story comes back to what Trevor's story hypothetically is supposed to be. Uh-huh. Uh, that should shore up our defense uh, and possibly give us a little bit more offense. So, but my concern is just like your concern. I don't think we have the depth in the starting rotation. Yeah, we don't. Uh, fans should be, maybe we'll pick up with this. Fans should be pissed about James Paxton. Not that I like James Paxton all that much, but like the Dodgers just signed him. You could have traded him at the deadline last year. You didn't. You held on to him for some reason, and you got nothing for him, and now he goes to the Dodgers, who don't even need pitching, and they just got him for $12 million while you need pitching. You should be pissed about that. What did I say before the show when you asked me about this? You said fans are past the point of caring, and they're just apathetic. This is the apathy year. Last year, 100%. I think a lot of Red Sox fans would be like, what is wrong with you? I but think... we just had the front office sit down and say, don't get your hopes up, stupid. Why would you do that? Because we're not going to try. <laughs> okay, so fair. I'm like, okay, fine. You know what? I'm going to listen. I'm going to take the cues that you have been giving this fan base for years now, Sam Kennedy, Tom Warner, and John Henry. I will listen. I will have no expectations. Uh, Why would I be upset about something you were never going to do in the first place? I it's think... on me at this point to get mad at that. I think fans are already apathetic. I mean, they already weren't... Red Sox Yankees tickets were going for like a buck last year. Dodgers fans took over the ballpark. So why would I get mad that Big Maple isn't going to be here to, to give up fifty-five runs uh, to the Blue Jays I don't know. That in, was, in August? That was Lou's guy. Lou was on board with bringing him back, and so I think fans should be more mad about that. Uh, but real quick, Trevor Story. Do we have any hope for Trevor Story? He has hit two thirty-eight and two hundred three. You should. In you got his him two for the years, defense. That's what you were lacking here last in Boston. Year. That was the only problem with last year's team. He's hit nineteen combined home runs. 
Uh, he has played in his Boston career 137 games over two years. 94 in year one. Sounds high. 43 last year. I mean, if you get anything out of Trevor's story, great. I'm not expecting much of anything, quite frankly. Uh, but that's me. You tell me. 617-779-7937. We'll ask this to Bradford and more when he joins us at 430. Plus, did you even know, speaking of how down baseball is in this city, did you even know today's the Hall of Fame announcement in Major League Baseball? Found that out during the last break. <laughs> Let's get to that <laughs> with all your phone calls right after trending with all the latest in the NBA from Ryan Garvin. Jones and Mako. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. On WEEI. In October of 2021, there was not one bit of discussion around lack of focus. Uh, There was no discussion of Liverpool or investment in other areas. You know why? Fenway Park was freaking electric. I've never felt Fenway Park the way it felt for that one-game playoff against the Yankees when Xander took Garrett Cole deep. The place almost came down. I know it was 2021. It was a couple years ago. But why? We were winning baseball games. We're playing in October. When we have two sucky seasons like we've had, these are natural questions. We have to take them. But I can tell you, as a kid who grew up less than a mile from Fenway Park, if you think for one second that we aren't passionate, committed, dedicated to the Boston Red Sox, you're wrong, you're a liar, and I'll correct you on it. Because it's total BS, and we are committed We're frustrated, we take it personally, it angers us when we don't win, and we understand their natural questions. But look back in history, these questions come up when we're not performing at the major league level. We have to perform at the major league level and those questions will go away. But to say that the attention or the commitment or the care isn't there is just flat wrong. 
Well, that's Sam Kennedy from over the weekend. I wouldn't say that sounds any better today than it did when we played it yesterday. Freaking laser beams. Than when it aired live on Saturday. Just a bunch of fake emotion. <laughs> and I don't think anybody's falling the for it. The building almost collapsed. I mean, look, in 2021, it was loud. Just what they leave out about that year is they backed in on the final weekend of the year. And then they got hot, and that was great. I mean, that counts. It does not count. But let's just tell the full story. They almost missed the playoffs that year. And it would have been a big, fat, empty ballpark if they didn't back their way in. When Kyle oh, Schwarber on the final weekend of the, the year. ball at first base and he gave the touchdown sign, freaking electric. I mean, I did like that, if I'm being honest. And I then you like brought that. him back, right? Yeah, no, they brought back. Oh, oh wait. No, they didn't bring back. Oh, Xander went right. deep on Garrett Cole. Then you brought him back, right? That was, oh. Yeah, no, he's still the shortstop. Oh, oh, no, that's right. They brought in Trevor Story, who sucks. I'll, I'll cry. You want tears, I'll cry. Dang. Dang. We didn't know how good we had it. Yep. Isn't that just how it goes? Schwarber's hit 200 home runs for the Pave Paradise since. put up a Fenway corner. <laughs> but where are the liars? Where are the liars? Uh, the team's to- they're just as committed as they were in 2004. Come on. You can't tell that? You can't tell that by the payroll and the names on the roster? Uh, they're just as committed as they've ever been. So you're, you're, you're a, a liar. A, you're a little bit of a fat cat now. You, yeah. got, you got fat off the World Series, and now you're in a extended rebuild. Well, you will learn to love Cooper Criswell, damn it. <laughs> and again. Richard Fitz. I mean, COVID hit. So I don't have any money to spend. Oh, wait. They bought a hockey team since COVID. <laughs> and, <laughs> ooh, yeah, that's right. They also There's are. that pesky billion-dollar involvement with the uh, golf PGA world. Tour and Live Golf, <laughs> where they're getting involved with Saudi money. That's That's, that's good. So, yeah, never mind. They've added Liverpool and everything else. So, no. I mean, look, I think everything they said yesterday makes a lot of sense. Or, I'm sorry, I keep saying yesterday, over the weekend, at winter weekend, another banner moment for this organization. I will talk to Rob Bradford about all of that. He was live at winter weekend. I think he was doing shows from winter weekend as well. He looked like he was hanging out with Papelbon a lot. Yeah? So I'm going to ask him about that. Okay. I want some behind-the-scenes Papelbon, we, we even talked about him yesterday. Papelbon Freaking went, electric. went completely soft. Like, he went completely soft. Like, yelling at the fans for booing and everything? Uh, yeah. You I, don't no, think he did? No, no, no. I'm, I'm just, I'm, I'm not making a face. That That's just how my face looks. I just, <laughs> <laughs> I, I think he was put in a position where he knew the job wasn't to be that. Wasn't yeah. to be the guy who's Look. calling people calling a former player a bitch and stuff Cinco like that. Cinco Ocho and Tom Karen. Like, I, what'd you expect? Tom Karen was sticking that Jonathan Papelbon voodoo doll every Just, time he thought he was going to go away. When you're doing a job for the team, it's a different situation. Yeah. Well, no, I agree. I Look, he's in a difficult spot. He didn't have to say yes and go up there and, you know, sell out. He didn't have to do that. Uh, so anyway, we'll talk to Bradford about that. By the way, uh, not a banner moment for the Red Sox this weekend. How about for the Hall of Fame? Did you even know that the Hall of Fame class was announced today? I didn't, but I feel like that's more on me than baseball. Nope. That's <laughs> baseball on, no, as a whole. Incorrect. That's on baseball. The Hall of Fame used to be a big deal. And not to go on a whole tangent about it, but they screwed it up when they didn't let in the best players of all time, like Roger Clemens and Barry Bonds. I think most people with a brain feel that way. You know, so, you know, if you read some of the advanced balloting, uh, not Mr. Tibbs on Twitter, he's tracked 56% of known ballots at last check. Adrian Beltre is a 99% first ballot Hall of Famer. Joe Maurer, is he first ballot? I believe he's first ballot. It sounds like he is going to get in on the first ballot. Yep, he is. But 
Uh, Mowers received 83 and a half 83%. Todd Helton's been on for a few years, if I'm not mistaken. Or is Todd Helton also on the first ballot? Uh, Helton, I think, has been on before. He has. He got 72% last year. He's this polling is, at 82%. Sorry, this is his sixth ballot. Okay. Billy Wagner. In no world is Billy Wagner a Hall of Famer. That's dumb. Billy Wagner has been on the ballot before. He's on his ninth year. He got 68% last year. He's polling at 78%. Gary Sheffield's on his final year on the ballot. They said no to him nine times. He's, like, right on the cusp of getting in. Extremely close for him. Okay. So, like, he's at 74.5% or something like that. Maybe he'll get in. Maybe he won't. 75% is the threshold. Okay. I see 73.7 right here. Oh, so maybe it's dropped off a little bit more. I was looking at it, maybe an outdated tweet. (laughs) Oh, no, no. I think you're right. Mine's older. So... You know, Manny Ramirez is getting 33%. A-Rod is getting 36%. Like, that, like that's why. You know, Bonds and Clemens are no longer on the ballot. That's why. Because the thing's a joke. And no no one looks at Adrian Beltre. The nicest thing you could say about Adrian Beltre as a Hall of Famer is that there aren't a lot of good third basemen historically. You know, and especially in that era. Like, Beltre and Chipper Jones were two of them. Like, that's the nicest thing you can say. You don't look at Beltre and go, boy, that guy was a Hall of Famer. You go, well, there just weren't a lot of third basemen, and he was the best of that era, so put him in. And that's the problem with it. But, like, it's turned into a joke, and it's not marketable, and I don't blame you for not knowing, Mego. I blame baseball. I blame myself. I hold myself accountable. I blame baseball. Like, it used to be a big deal, and they screwed it up. It used to be fun. It used to be one fun thing to talk about. Maybe it's shadow banned on Twitter right now, and that's <laughs> why I didn't see it. Maybe. Sorry, X. So, you know, great. Adrian Beltre and Joe Maurer, and where's Utley polling? Like, that's another not Hall of Famer. Super low. Andrew Jones, Carlos Beltran. Like, these guys are probably all going to be Hall of Famers. Chase Utley was a thief. Meanwhile, A-Rod and Manny and Clemens and Bonds won't be. And, like, who can take that seriously? Like, who can possibly take that Hall of Fame seriously? 617-779-7937. Who could possibly take that seriously? Here's Rob Bradford. <laughs> well, uh, he joins us on the Harbor One Hotline. I am curious for his thoughts. He's presented by McFarlane Energy, the heating, cooling, and bioheat delivery pros that Eastern Mass and all of Cape Cod depend on at McFarlaneEnergy.com uh, by the E.L. Harvey companies, including Nauset Disposal and Mega Disposal, your local trash collection and recycling providers, and by Aviva Trattoria, Italian-inspired, locally made from fresh, whole, locally sourced ingredients. Rob Bradford, uh, how are we doing this week? I can't, I can't possibly imagine that you're stoked about a Hall of Fame ballot that looks like this. Uh, it's, it's an awesome Hall of Fame ballot. It's so good. I love the Hall of Fame. Let's go. <laughs> so, but, but I'll, I'll say this. Here, here's a quick, uh, I think it's a good, good take on how little that it's been talked about. But here's the reason, I think, why it hasn't been talked about. In all my years, uh, certainly in the last 10 years, this time, January, this is what we had to talk about. We had the Hall of Fame to talk about and nothing else. And now everyone wakes up every day and, and talks about who hasn't been signed, why haven't they been signed, why is baseball doing this. None of the Hall of Fame. So for you guys to, to not you know, talk about I get that. I totally get that because I don't think across the board it's been talked about. So you think, you think what baseball has screwed up is that they need to do a better job of limiting free agency so you can put a spotlight on the Hall of Fame? 
Well, I think that baseball had, should have a deadline. I mean, the best thing, the lockout stunk, but the best that was the best year ever where you had the deadline. You knew that you had to make moves by December 1st. Moves were made. Lockout happens. Boom. And then when they came back, you had a couple of weeks before the season, more action. It's the NBA, NFL, all of it. All of it's done. The offseason, the MLB has made some strides. Obviously, baseball isn't boring, blah, blah, blah. But still, the fact is, is that in the offseason, they're screwing it up, and they won't have a deadline because the Players Association won't allow it. But they desperately need some sort of, you have this period to sign players, and that's that. Because I'll come back to it. A couple years ago, it was awesome. Rob, you had Craig Breslow on your Baseball Isn't Boring podcast a handful of days ago. And I'm wondering when you sat down with him and any other time that you may have interacted with him since he was introduced uh, in his new position, how do you think, how do you feel the process has gone for him? Is it what he expected? Is this what he signed up for uh, with this? With Because from the outside, it looks like it hasn't been smooth sailing. Yeah, I think that he's never going to answer if things have changed since he was hired, but it sure feels like there has been adjustment. I, I, I think there has been at some point, some way, uh, there's no definitive way to say that other than the reversing course in terms of them saying, hey, payroll's going to be lower out of nowhere. Um, so Craig Breslow's never going to say that. I think the thing that people can hang their hat on, he said, what, what is happening now is not predictive of what is going to happen the next couple of years. So you can take that a couple of ways. Number one is that what's happening now is mean we aren't doing anything, we aren't spending and number two is, well, we aren't spending now, but we will spend. We'll get more back to the Dombrowski way of doing things in the coming years. When's but, that going to uh, be, though? So I, well, that, well, that's a great question. I mean, <laughs> I think that's the problem. Is that, is that, and here's, here's my take on the whole narrative with the Red Sox. Is the, the, the all-in, the you know, full-throttle comment is the, is the poster. There's no question. It's the movie poster for the whole offseason. But I think even before that, it got ingrained in people's heads when they fire Heim Bloom and they bring in whoever they're bringing in. The perception was that they were slow playing it and they ran out of time. So here we go. Another course correction by the, the ownership group like we've always seen. There's, this is going to be different. And I mean, think about it, guys. Otani's name was being thrown around. Forget Yamamoto. Otani, the $700 million guy. Was, oh, could he come to the Red Sox? Everybody thought going into the offseason that this was going to be the shock and awe Red Sox that we, that we had become used to. And then the full throttle comment, so that doesn't back off of it. So you're going through this whole thing with that in your head the whole way. And, and again, full throttle, sure. You know, that was sort of the, the headline. But I think it started before that, and, and they didn't back off of it. That's the problem. And then all of a sudden, the other day, they start backing off of it. And then, as I think you guys talked about, and then you have the Fenway Experience comment, which was uh, – did you guys see the movie Flight with Denzel Washington yes. at all? Excellent movie, okay. but very weird structure. My answer is no. Okay. I want, I, want to, I want to preface this by saying I'm not saying they are flat-out lying, but Mego, at the end of it, where he's in front of the panel mm -hmm. and he's telling lie upon lie, lie upon lie, and then he just breaks down knowing he has to go to jail for five years and he just starts telling a wave of truths, mm -hmm. like, that's kind of how it felt when, with the comment about 
hey, you know what? People want to come for the Fenway experience. We know that the Red Sox have that as their safety net. Everybody knows that. We saw that after the COVID year when people were pouring beer on their face. You know, that this is the Fenway experience is Club Fenway. It's the place to go. You're going to get people there just by going there. But that had never been verbalized or articulated like that, ever. It was always, we're going to have a good team, and you should come Come for the good team. Come for the good players. Come for the players where you could put your name on the back of the jersey. And all of a sudden, you get the Fenway experience line. Like, that was, that, I thought that was pretty telling. So, why aren't they spending? Like, plain and simple, they they can say they're going to spend and promise that they're going to spend. Why aren't they? Is it they didn't like the players? They don't think the timing is right? Is it because they have other interests? And and we've, you know, mentioned some of them. Fenway Corners, their hockey team, their involvement with the PGA and Live Tour, uh, Liverpool, as we've discussed in the past. Is it just the Red Sox don't, uh, they'd quibble with this phrasing, don't matter as much, but just they have other interests and other ventures? Yeah, so I I think that number one, I always hesitate whenever anyone mentions Liverpool or or anything else like that because I do think it comes out of different buckets. But at the same time, you you can't ignore that you've continuously got into into I don't want to say bidding wars, but interest wars with teams, and you've come and fall and you've fallen short, and that never happened before. If the Red Sox wanted somebody in the past they were going to get them because they had the resources to get them and they were going to make sure luxury tax be darned. You know, it didn't make a difference. But now, you know, even Yamamoto, uh, Yamamoto, oh, this is going to be the big expenditure for, for our offseason. We're, we're making it clear we're all in on it. But from what I understand, it was, yeah, they paid the price to get in the room, but they didn't pay the price to get in the VIP room. You know, so that's the problem. That's, that's where it goes and, and, down. The champagne room? Yeah, yeah. It goes down in the VIP room. I didn't yeah. want to say I, See, Megan, I wasn't going to say the champagne room. I, the VIP Come room. Come on, yeah. the champagne yeah, room. So. Uh, by the way, the <laughs> text line is mad yeah. at you for spoiling flight. You should have <laughs> warned everyone about that. <laughs> oh, my goodness. It only yeah, came out well, like I, nine years ago, I was right? Just looking that up. Yeah, at, least, yeah. at least. At least. I'm saying, well, I think in like 2013. I don't know. Anyway, but listen, there's a lot of more things I can spoil, too, if they like. So it's, uh, yeah. So anyway, to answer your question about why they aren't spending, there, I think there is something going on financially. Absolutely. You don't get the comment from, from Sam Kennedy uh, saying the payroll is going to be lower if there isn't. At the same time, there is probably an element where you get to this point and saying, well, if we're going to go above and beyond for anybody, it's probably not going to be for these guys. And if we're going to trade these guys, these top prospects for anybody, it's probably not this team we're going to do it for. I think that's where we landed right now. Do you think they could sell? Do you think that could be part of the reason? I don't think so. I still don't think so. I, I And I, I believe them when they say that. I, I, I don't think they're going to sell. I think that what they have to do, they have to figure out is where they're going to land in, in terms of the rest of the world of baseball. Are they going to be in the Steve Co- ever going to be in the Steve Cohen Dodgers sort of world, or are they settled in? I think another problem, and this sort of, sort of when Heim was hired, this this narrative came in and then it lasted and continues. Is you might have an owner like John Henry, who remember, I mean, go back. John Henry wanted to hire Billy Bean. Why? Because it was the money ball way of doing things. We have the money, but if you do it this way, it's going to be even better. But I think that in the world of baseball, there's been more of an acceptance to not spend money than ever before. I mean, obviously with the Dodgers being the outlier, but 
the, the owners, unfortunately, can look, point to, look at the Padres, look at the Mets, and, oh, by the way, look at the other teams. Look at the teams that were, were in contention. Look at the teams like the Reds and the Marlins and these other teams that were in it till the end. So that's what baseball is handing a lot of these owners. And I don't think that the Red Sox are, are not, not part of that. I think the Red Sox like that idea. That's why when Heim Bloom was brought in, it was the Rays way of doing things. That's why when the Marlins hire their GM or president of baseball operation, it's the Rays guy. So I think that you also have to factor that in. People hate it, and it's not good for Boston, and I can tell you it doesn't work in Boston, but that doesn't mean they're not going to try to an extent. What are the odds that the Red Sox sign Montgomery or someone nearly equivalent? I don't think good. <laughs> I, mean, I don't think that's an acceptable have, number. Can you give us a little I, percentage yeah, here? So I'll, I'll say 30%. 30%. I think that what has, what has to happen – yeah, what has to happen with like a guy like Montgomery is that I think he has to fall to to let's say okay, everyone's like oh you want six years, he has to fall to like a three years, and and to be perfectly honest with you, maybe we'll come out of this, and I don't think this is the driving motivation, but maybe we'll come out of this and say wow, Craig Breslow really read the market right, and look at what he got Montgomery at. I don't know. I don't think that's the way it's going. But, you know, I've seen, seen stranger things happen. They, they did that. I mean, even Dombrowski did that with J.D. Martinez. He read the market right, and he waited till mid-February to sign the guy. So I, when it comes to the Red Sox right now, nobody wants the airs, but three weeks left, like, and Craig Breslow, we don't know how he acts. We don't know how he does things. We still don't know. We can think we know, but we don't. So when, when spring training rolls around and those doors at Twin Peaks open, then we'll find out exactly what the roster looked like. You think, and this is quick, you can just give me a quick yes or no, you know how, because you've uh, been very gracious with your time. Do you think John Henry speaks down there in Fort Myers? Do you think we hear from John Henry? No, zero. No, no chance. Okay, zero. zero chance. That's not shocking. I mean, which is, which is, which is, which, by the way, which is ridiculous. No, a it's thousand absolutely percent. ridiculous. It's because this is. In, in last year, you know, you have these well-placed emails, exchanges that you have, you know, that, that he does. That even then, I mean, he's, he's, it doesn't matter. I mean, he's going to say something. Everyone's going to pick it apart. That's how it works. But he really – what you have to understand is that that 20 minutes on that bench, yeah, sure, people are going to take something he says and run with it, but that's the only 20 minutes he has to talk all year. That's always how it's been. And, and to not do it, I think, is just – it's just, I think at this point, he just doesn't, he says, oh, you want, too bad. You know, it's too bad. It doesn't, you know, he, he can, he, Sam Kenny's talking, Tom Warner's talking, everybody else is talking, but I don't think he's going to be talking. Okay, 0%, says Rob Bradford. You can check out his work at WEEI. Also, the Baseball Isn't Boring podcast, uh, get that on your phone, on the Odyssey app. It's free, it's easy, you can listen to Rob there. Uh, Rob, as always, uh, we appreciate the time. We're looking forward to talking to you each and every Tuesday at 4.30. Thanks so much. All right, guys. I really appreciate it. I'll talk to you later. Right. Thank you, Bradford. Rob Bradford is all our guests on the Harbor One Hotline. So, John Henry, 0%. I'm not surprised, but okay. Uh, number two, Jordan Montgomery, if he becomes a deal suddenly, maybe they could be in. He put it at 30%. That was a little higher than I expected. And he doesn't think they're going to sell, but they also need to figure out if they're going to be the Steve Cohens or the Dodgers of the world. Like that. That, to me, is disheartening. Like, you, you should be. You should be. You know, you should spend like Cohen. You should spend like the Dodgers. I, I know the Yankees don't do it anymore, 
this should be a market inefficiency that you capitalize on. It just feels like they're less interested in being, I'm just saying how it feels from the outside. Like they're less interested in being in the baseball business and more interested in being in the tourism business yeah. when you hear them talk about Fenway the experience. Fenway experience. No, a thousand percent. They want, they want to sell to you. They want to sell to Orioles fans. That's who they want to sell to. And so, no. When I, oh, great. That, that, it, this should be their market inefficiency. They should pounce on other teams not wanting to spend with Cohen and not wanting to spend with the Dodgers. But instead, they're with the herd. And they used to be a team that would go the other way and exploit market inefficiencies. Now the Royals outbid you. Yeah, now they're the market. Uh, 617-779-7937. And that might be charitable because you're right. They, even Kansas City is outspending them. Uh, we'll get to triple play with Ryan Garvin next. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter, and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Import, Chicago, Illinois. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. It's going to be a triple play. It's time for the triple play. Yes! Triple play! The top three burning questions of the day. And there's three. With Jones and Mego. Triples is best. Triples is best. Triple Play is brought to you by the 99 Restaurant. They now have early week supper specials. Bring the family and enjoy delicious roast turkey dinner every Sunday, hearty meatloaf every Monday, and crispy spinach and artichoke chicken every Tuesday. Jones and Mego, you gotta love the nines. Triple Play! Triple Play! That was how Arcan sounded yesterday. Oh, uh, I have that. Triple, he, triples are what? Triples is best. You know, I love my cars, and the 99 <laughs> Restaurant now has... Mego supportive as usual. That's what it was. Uh, have we gotten any updates on... Uh, on that man's voice, I know. I know he gets sick more than any other uh, grown adult that I've ever I, met. He hasn't reached out to any of us, which makes us makes me think that he's not listening to the show. Well, he's got to nurse those vocal cords. Uh, I did like the uh, the tweet that we got earlier today. This is from uh, Jay Board on Twitter. It's the uh, Save Ferris uh, water tower, but it says Save Arcan on there, which I, I agree with. Mac Jones still pulling the strings behind the scenes, getting <laughs> Arcan suspended again. <laughs> All right, well, it is Triple Play. It's a Tuesday. I did not write these. Uh, Arcan with the assist on these. It's an over-under Tuesday, but I, I will... I still don't understand why he submitted them. I don't know. Like, I, I could have... I would have been happy to write these, but uh, if you if uh, yeah. I mean, if you like the them, I'm taking running, credit, and if the, you don't, Arcan you're help. You're the one running the segment. Wouldn't you want to, like, have your no. own ideas? Nah, no. no. I just I just press buttons, such as... Number one. Number one, over under on the number of big ticket free agents the Patriots will, quote, burn money on. Arkand has set the over under at three and a half big ticket free agents. Jones, let's start with you. So he defines that as players in the top 10 for their position. 
Top uh, 10 in their average it's a lot value? Of qualifiers. No, just average annual value? No, just maybe. I don't I don't know. He said that what he wrote is contracts in the yes, contracts in the top 10 for their position. Guys, Bill Belichick would never ever possibly think about. I do think it's going to be under that. Like I can see them spending big on like two, maybe three players. And then they're going to fill it out would be my guess. I mean, I I'd love for that number to be over. If you're asking what I think, I think it'll be two or three, which I'd be pretty happy with in all honesty. Like most years, they don't do that. 2021 is the one year where they spent on multiple guys. Usually it was Adelis Thomas here, which didn't work out. Roosevelt Colvin there, which kind of did till he got hurt. Steph Gilmore, Darrell Revis. It was it was a timed strike. I'd take two or three. I, I doubt it's more than that. I would encourage them to do more than that. But I'll say two or three, which is under three and a half. I agree. I think three would feel like the max if you're going to be paying out that much, especially when you're targeting positions of need like wide receiver or offensive line. If you're going for guys who are in the top 10 AAV for those positions, you're going to be doling out a lot of money. So that makes me think that three would be the max for it. Okay. So we're both under. Uh, What's number two? Going under. Number two. Number two. Uh, now, Arkan, I like this one. I know you're, you're very uh, sensitive. I'm sure he's listening. To, to who likes and who does not. I enjoy number two. Number two, number of current cur- uh, current Patriots quarterbacks that will be on the team next year. The over-under is set at half a quarterback. Of course, we are talking about Mac Jones, Bailey Zappi, and Nathan Rourke is still say. listed on the depth chart. Don't forget about Nathan Rourke. Of course, how could I? Mego, how many of those quarterbacks will still be here when the season starts? I'm going to take the over. I'm going to say one of them. It's either going to be Mac Jones or Bailey Zappi as the backup for next year. I think if you're doing that, I think Bailey Zappi, I would have liked him when he was coming off of the bench in so many games where Mac got benched this season. That he would have proven himself as somebody who can come in the gunslinger mentality and do something in a game instead of just taking over for somebody who was a puddle and further enlarging the puddle. Like, I, I wish that he had shown us a little something more. But if I have to choose between those two, like I'm doing, I'm saying this for Mac. Mac, go greener pastures elsewhere, you know? Find oh another chance to be a starter elsewhere. Yeah, and he's less of a distraction. And, you know, Zappi came in and did elevate. You didn't win the Giants game, but they looked better when he came in in that Giants game. Not every game, but the game where he got extended run as a replacement, he did. And I thought the offense looked better with him. So the number's going to be over one half. I think it'll definitely be Zappi. My fear is it's over one and a half. My fear is they're both back, and they're going to run it back with Mac. And we talked about this a lot yesterday. Reese wrote about it over the weekend. Mayo didn't shoot it down yesterday with Greg Hill. That's my fear. It's going to be over one and a half because they're both going to be back. It should be Zappy back as a third string, second string quarterback. Max should not be on the roster, but I'm afraid of that. What's number three? Number three. Number three, the number of playoff rounds the Bruins will win this year. The over-under is set at one and a half. Hockey Jones, how many rounds in the playoffs will the Boston Bruins win? Okay, well, I've been guaranteeing one because they're not going to miss Bergeron and they're going to advance past the first round. So I've been guaranteeing one. I'm going to go two. I can say, I'll say over on that. I, I am not afraid of their division. Have not been afraid of their division. I will not be afraid of their division. Toronto has been a mess. The Lightning are way down. Florida beat them last year in the postseason. I'm not sure that's going to happen again. And even still, you know, you're going to be doing uh, that. That's round two. That's the team you'd have to sneak by. I think they have a good chance of getting out of the East. The Rangers are the only team that scares me in the East. So I'm not afraid of any teams in the Atlantic. I say over one and a half. You're very uh, optimistic there. I'm going to go with one. 
I'm going to go with the under on this one. I, I you do just, think they win one. You just don't I think, think they, that they win one. So yes, yes, I think that they outperform last year's team in the postseason. Thank you. I just think that there are still some shortcomings for this team. And obviously you're not as talented all around as you were last year. Hopefully you just go up against somebody who doesn't totally destroy you and you figure out whether or not you want to do a goalie rotation or if you're just going to ride with Swayman. Okay, so there you go. That's triple play. The franchised edition of triple play. Yes, I mean, both of us have uh, the Bruins at least winning around. Come the postseason, uh, I do feel pretty good about the Patriots making some signings, just not a ton. Uh, and I'm afraid both quarterbacks are going to be back. You can jump in, 617-779-7937. You can also vote in our big question of the day. Up now, at Jones and Mego. Where are the Patriots going to burn cash in free agency? Where should they burn cash in free agency? Is it offensive line? Is it wide receiver? Is it quarterback? Is it defense? We'll get into that with all your phone calls next. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. 